0: back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus, and we're excited to be back with episode 57, the fourth episode in our series, Do You Know Your Divine Rights? Last week, Danny showed us the distinction between the roles that the blood of Christ can play in our lives. We have the right to the blood of Christ for forgiveness of sins and to restore fellowship. Once we've taken the blood of Christ and restored our fellowship, however, what is our next step? What are we enabled to do when this fellowship is restored? Stay tuned as John Michael shows us the significance of our fourth divine right, the right to enjoy God.
1: The first three weeks of Bible study, we've been covering this topic up here. Do you know your divine rights? And so it's kind of a playoff of, you know, you get arrested and the policeman says, well, the policeman arrests you and you have rights and you need to know your rights. So in the same way... As Christians, we have rights that are given to us in the Word. And the first one we saw the first week is that we have the right to become a child of God. But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become a child of God. The second one we saw through the parable of Luke 15 and some other verses is that we have a right to remain a child of God. No matter what sins we commit or how we may feel, in the parable, of Luke 15, the son feels like he's no longer worthy to be called a son. But we see that his feelings don't matter, and the father is still his father. So once we receive the life of God and become a child of God, that life of God can't be taken away from us. We remain a child of God. So that's our second right. Our third right is we have the right to the blood of Jesus Christ. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have this right through the blood of Jesus Christ. So whenever we confess, He is faithful to forgive us. And we talked about the blood last week and there was two different aspects. So the blood has an eternal covering. So all the sins that we have committed all the sins that we will commit so in a sense that is our eternal security and that our salvation is secure but the blood you know if we commit a sin there's a an obstacle between us and God that we may not have fellowship with God and the blood acts as a solution to that problem so though we are eternally saved Our fellowship with God may be cut off because of sins we've committed. But all we need to do is confess, and He is faithful and righteous to forgive. So, that brings us to today's Bible study. And last week's Bible study regarding the blood and this week's Bible study uh, go together very well. So, based on that, I want to ask a a question. What is the purpose of being washed and cleansed? By the blood of Jesus. Think about it. Maybe anyone has an answer. You know, there's in the blood accomplishes something, takes away our sin. But what is the purpose? What is this for? To have fellowship with God. To have fellowship with God. To get in contact with him. To get in contact with him. Good. Those are good answers. Some Christians may think that the purpose of the blood washing us is so that we can have peace with God, so there's no problem yeah. between us and God. In a sense, we can go throughout our day and God is not upset with me because he has I have His blood. What about this, though? Is the purpose of the blood washing us, is it so that we may worship God? Does the blood allow us to worship God? Yes. The blood does allow us to worship God. But to worship God is not the purpose of the blood. And I want you to see today, and this is related to our fourth right, the purpose of the blood of Jesus Christ is so that we can enjoy God. God desires that He could be enjoyed by man. God wants man to enjoy Him. Have you ever heard this? Maybe you have. How about this? Is your relationship with God enjoyable? Do you get joy from your relationship with God? This is God's desire. We're going to see this in a couple verses. So let's get into some verses. The first verse we want to get into is John 6, 51. And then also 57. So if we can turn there. And while you're turning there, I'm going to ask a couple more questions. What are some things that we enjoy? So maybe I'll pick on a couple of people. Zach, what is something that you enjoy? Music. Music. Okay. I enjoy music too. Very musical. How about Blake? What are some things that you enjoy? I enjoy sports. Sports. What sport? all sports like to be physical and active okay how about karen what are some things that you enjoy creative stuff art art okay that's a good one how about how about this one do you all enjoy food yes yes yeah how about what are some of your favorite foods everything everything <laughs> amy says everything <laughs> Oh, pizza. He's like, pizza? Pizza's probably my favorite food growing up. My palate has gotten a little broader since. Um, You guys enjoy drinks? You guys like lemonade? Coke? I don't know. How about boba? Anyone like boba? I like boba. Have you ever heard that God wants you to enjoy Him as your food and your drink? How about let's read John six fifty one. Um, can I have one volunteer, since you may have different versions? So he says, I am the living bread. Bread's food. Bread feeds us. And Jesus says, I am the living bread. And then later, in verse 57, he says, he who eats me shall live because of me. So his desire is that we would eat him. Okay. Now let's go to John 7, John chapter 7, verse 37. And I want to give a little bit of background about this chapter in particular, spend a little more time on this verse. So the setting in this chapter is the Feast of the Tabernacles. So all the Jewish people come together and they hold a feast to Jehovah. And it's the last feast of their year. And so it's a week long. So it's filled with eating, drinking, and enjoyment. And then in John 7, verse 37, it's at the end of this feast. And it says, follow along in your Bible, it says, Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink now i want to talk about this word thirsts when we thirst it's not fun is it how about have you ever been parched your mouth is dry my mouth is dry right now cuz i'm speaking yeah, it happens when i speak but when you're thirsty let's say it's hot out so you play sports let's say you got to play a whole game of football but you can't take a drink that'd be tough, right? Because you get thirsty. Thirst is a matter of satisfaction. When we have thirst, it needs to be quenched. And actually, God created us this way. But this thirst in verse 37, you know, this is at the end of a week of feasting. They probably had more to drink than they could physically drink. Do Do you think that they were short on, you know, quenching their physical thirst? Probably not. This thirsting is a spiritual thirsting. So, these Jews are enjoying this feast all week long. They're being filled with food, drink. There's some enjoyment. But Jesus asks, if anyone still thirsts, if after this week of feasting you still thirst, Come to me and drink. Jesus wants to be our source of satisfaction. He wants to be the one to quench our spiritual thirst. He wants to be our enjoyment. Now, if we get back to the question of, do you know your divine rights? How do we see, or how do we relate this to, you know, our right? How do we have the right to enjoy God? Well, uh, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. Can I have a volunteer to read? How about just verse 7? Blake. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature. Okay, so Jehovah God forms man, creates man out of the dust of the ground, man becomes a living creature. What happens next is probably really important, right? What God does immediately after creating man. Let's go to verse 8. Can someone read verse 8? Zach? Zach?
0: Lord God planted a garden eastward of Eden, and there he put the man whom he had
1: So right after God creates man, he asks man to worship him. No. He places man in a garden, in Eden. Do you know what Eden means in Hebrew? In Hebrew, Eden means... But you didn't know that. Pleasure. And what is in the middle of the Garden of Eden? The tree of life. And actually, this tree of life, this signifies Christ. In John, Jesus says, I came that they may have life. So this tree of life, is represent, this is the representation of God in the physical Garden of Eden. Okay, let's go to verse 9. Amen. And then, how about this? Read the, ne- the very next verse too, Dalton. Okay, so a river. I just, wanna, I just wanted to mention that. There's a tree of life, food. There's also a river. So there's a drink. Okay, but there's a problem. What happened after uh, God created man and put him in the Garden of Eden? What did man do? Where, how about this? What did God tell man not to do? To not eat from the tree of knowledge. Yes. And then, and then we know what happened next, right? Yeah. So actually we can say the tree of knowledge, good, This tree actually represents Satan. So, when and sin, when man ate of this tree, Satan and sin entered into man. And as a result of this, man, actually, let's go, let's go to verse uh, chapter three, verses twenty-two and twenty-three, and we'll see what is the result of this. So man was cast out of the Garden of Eden. So in a sense, man is outside and no longer able to partake in the pleasure, the tree of life, the river, all this enjoyment. They're no longer able to have contact with God, to enjoy God. You know, in the Old Testament, this was the case of all mankind. We're really privileged to live in the time that we live in, in the New Testament age, because the blood of Jesus has given us, and we'll get to this, the blood of Jesus has given us the right to enjoy God again. And we can see this, sorry, in Revelation twenty-two, fourteen. 14. Can we all turn there? And this verse says, Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have right to the tree of life. What does it mean when it says, blessed are those who wash their robes? What does it mean to wash our robes? Amen. Amen. That's perfect. To be washed in Jesus' blood. What washes us? Jesus' blood washes us. And we need to be washed over and over and over. And when we wash in the blood of Jesus Christ... When the problem of sin is taken care of, we have right, again, to the Tree of Life. We have the right to enjoy God.
0: Abby here. Did you know that Christians on Campus gathers weekly for Meals and Fellowship? Every Wednesday night at 630 we hold Life and Truth, a dinner to bring students together so that they can enjoy Christ. Make sure to follow our Instagram at christians.on.campus for details about how to come and connect with other Christian students. Back to John Michael.
1: One verse I want to share, just really quick, and then I'll give some personal testimony, is Jeremiah 15, 16, which says, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word became to me the gladness and joy of my heart. So the word of God can be joy to us. That's one of the things that can be joy to us and then in my personal testimony one of the things that's very enjoyable to me to one of my favorite ways to enjoy god is singing and so when we get together for instance on wednesday nights or maybe at our uh outing that we had a couple weeks ago or at the church conference coming up there's singing and we all get together and we sing And there's some real enjoyment of God. Now, there is the prerequisite that we must have taken the blood of Jesus. And maybe if we didn't take the blood of Jesus, and there's some sins that are between us and God, we probably will not enjoy God during the singing. But my experience is when I take the blood, and I confess anything between me and 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 God, and then when I come and sing with others, I am really able to enter into the enjoyment of God. So this is a kind of a a corporate example. A personal example for me is when I was in grad school, before I was married and had a wife, Um, before I would go to bed, I would spend time personally with the Lord. So I would maybe read a chapter, and then I would just lay down on my bed, on my pillow, and I would just talk to the Lord one-on-one, talk to Him about my day. Sometimes I would ask Him questions. and Sometimes I would get an answer. And it was so enjoyable to me to spend time alone with the Lord. And maybe it would be 10 minutes and then I'd fall asleep. Maybe it would be 30 minutes and then I'd fall asleep. And it got to be so enjoyable that I began to go to bed, go to bed earlier. <laughs> So maybe at my bedtime, I was going to bed around 10 to 11. I would start going to bed, I'm going to go to bed at 9.30 tonight, so I could just spend more time with the Lord. Can you imagine doing that? There were times when my housemates, who were also brothers in Christ, my fellow companions, they would want to do something. Maybe, hey, let's go get boba. I wouldn't want to, because I didn't want this precious time that I had with the Lord to be interrupted. I was, in a sense, this was my time to enjoy God during the day. Not that your time is only limited to a certain part of the day. We can enjoy God at any time in spirit. But this was a particular time and a special memory that I have. I can't really, I have a wife now, so it's more difficult for me to <laughs> enjoy the Lord. Before bed. Um, so, but this is just an example of God was enjoyable to me, and I enjoyed God. And if there was something during the day that I had done, sin, then I needed to confess that sin and take the blood before I was able to really have that time with the Lord and enjoy Him. So, this is how I'll finish.
0: Have you ever heard before that God desires for us to enjoy Him? This is something that can revolutionize our Christian life. Even in the beginning, God's plan was that man would be able to experience Eden meaning pleasure, and take part in the fruit of the tree of life and the river in the midst of the garden. Man's fall, issuing in sin, separated him from being able to access these things. Praise the Lord that he purposed a way for us to restore our access to enjoy him. Through the blood we can wash ourselves and we are then able to take part in the right to the tree of life, Christ himself, as our enjoyment. Day by day, we can contact God and exercise our right to enjoy him. Join us next week to hear our fifth right here on the Good Earth Podcast.